and the issues like that. I just, do, I just know that according to the world's way, they will actually say gold and then silver and then whatever. But now, in this particular one, you see the types and the... Amen. Before you can come to gold, there must have been a silver ministry. That's the, amen. Which is a redemption ministry. Which restores you to the deity. Are you understanding that? So, and the silver and the gold and all the instruments put he among the treasures of the house of God. Amen. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes and the chiefs and the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel unto Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. Now, saints, I want us to understand the scripture already told us that uh, that's all the work that Solomon made for the house of the Lord was finished. But think of it. This is the important portion. Because though the house was finished, but yet the worship would not commence without the ark of the covenant. You realize, you realize in that sense. So then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, chief of the fathers of the, of the children of Israel, to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is time. Wherefore all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto the king in the feast, which was in the seventh month. Do we all know the feast which was in the seventh month? It was the feast of atonement. Alright? It was the feast of atonement. So, and all the elders of Israel came and the Levites took up the ark. Who took the ark? All the elders came in support of the work. But the Levites took up the ark and they brought up the ark and the tabernacle of the congregation and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle this did the priests and uh, the Levites uh, bring up also King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him before the ark sacrificed sheep and the oxen which could not be told nor numbered for multitude. I want you to understand that the sacrifice is done before the ark. Right? The sacrifice is done before the ark. That's very It's very important. This is very important. Remember, we need to understand that there is a secret place of God. Right? It's very, very important. Uh, we, we just want to show you that God, how he hides himself in connection to the secret place. I want you to understand that. 
Alright? So, it says here, they sacrificed all the sacrifices that they have done in front of what? The Ark of the Covenant. And the priest brought in, after the sacrifice, the priest brought in the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord into his place. Into where? Alright. The ark was put into his place. To the, to the oracle of the house. To what? You know what the oracle is? Is holy of holies. The innermost room of the temple of the and it is called the oracle. Now, if you take it further, you understand it typifies they brought the they brought the covenant in the counsel or the instructions or the will of God. That's where they so the 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 innermost chamber of the temple, the most holy place, the holy of holies, the innermost part of the sanctuary. It's called the, the shrine, the oracles, right saints, of the house into the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. Remember they were cherubims which were uh, made of, uh, of olive wood, right? And then it was overlaid with gold. All right? And its, its wings were stretched in the Holy of Holies, so that the ark is going to be set under the wings. Oh, goodness, I wish you <laughs> Amen. And now, the Shekinah glory shone upon the masses as reflected on the wings towards the ark of the covenant. Are you getting that? It was a beautiful place, I tell you. And then you must understand that the ark was also made of what? Of a wood. And wood typified humanity. But if you leave the wood alone, the wood would rot. So therefore the wood was overlaid inside and outside with a pure gold. Trying fire, pure gold. And in the ark was nothing else. <laughs> Amen. There was nothing else in the ark but the tablets of stone. That's a beautiful picture. Alright, let's let's read it. Verse 8. For the cherubim spread forth their wings over the place of the ark. Have you seen that saint? And the cherubims covered the ark and the and the staves thereof above. You see? Blessed be, be the name of the Lord. Amen. And they drew out the staves of the ark that the ends of the staves were seen from the ark before the oracle. 
but they were not seen without. Amen? And uh, there is, there it is into this day. Amen? There was nothing in the ark save the two tables which Moses put therein at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. Now, Saint, I just wanted to understand something. Remember, before this happened, there was a, a rod that was also put in here. Number two, there was also the hidden man. But at this stage, remember, the ark was once taken from the people of God, right? And then for seven months, it has been uh, moving from place to place within the Gentile. Was it seven months or seven years? Uh, around that time, it was, it was moving. They could not actually hold it. Wherever it was, it was just giving them trouble. <laughs> For seven church ages, had the word of God been moving from another area to another of the Gentile until the last church age when it has to be returned again back to the Jews. See? The Gentiles could not actually put their gods above the God of Israel. Wherever the word was, the word proved to be the God of everything. Amen. The true God. Amen. True living God. So that's basically what happened through the time of the Gentiles. So when the Gentiles bring back the weight, you realize that uh, the system was to change. Hence God brought the uh, prophets, two prophets, in order to bring back the weight with the correct order to the Jews again. Amen. Now, this is very important as we look into what was going on here, but I'm going to focus on this particular Ark of the Covenant so that I can just show you how you are the type of that Ark. Amen. So maybe see that it's God bless you. Let's look at verse 11. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by cause. Alright? Also the Levites, which were the singers, and of all them of Asaph, Haman, Judithan, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed with white linen, having cymbals and psalteries. See, saints? <laughs> And Habs stood at the east end of the altar, and with them an hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. And came even to pass, as the trumpeters and the singers were as one, to make one sound, whereas one, to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Do you understand why practice is very important? 
Why do our choir has to have the proper practice so that they can make one sound? So that everybody can be actually captured within the same sound. Amen. 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 Make one sound and to be here in praise and thank you the Lord. And when they have lifted up their voices with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praise the Lord. Say, how are you listening? Just a little praying. Praise. So therefore, let's stop the noise with the praise and so forth. When we come to prayer, we go silent again. <laughs> All right. Saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud. When, when was it filled with a cloud, saints? During the praise and worship, right? Yes, sir. Are you seeing the reason why? We have a praise and worship. Yes, sir. Amen. That the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord. <laughs> the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord, right? So that the priest could not stand to minister. By the reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. <laughs> it is not written for fun, written for fun, the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. The presence of the Lord, which is Yahweh, the family father his presence filled the house of god it was meant to be the house of god and the glory of the lord adonai filled the house of god the glory of adonai filled the house of god so it was called the house of god god's glory fills his own house Amen. The glory of God don't feel no nothing else but what is called his house. Amen. Amen. See, you would realize how this can be seen also in the New Testament, chapter 2 of the Big of Acts. Have we seen that since? So, so they could not minister, the priest could not even minister. Now, God, actually, if you can follow the scripture, God ministered. It was God himself that ministered. Let's read chapter 6 from verse 1 a little. Then said Solomon, the Lord hath said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. <laughs> but I have built a house of habitation for thee and a place for thy dwelling forever. I want you to understand what Solomon is saying. 
Solomon did this, and while he was doing this, he knew that God said he would not dwell in a place made with hands. So I want, I want you to see the shadow. Because here God is showing us a shadow of how he himself begins to come in his own house. Are you seeing that thing? Now, how simple that was, because the, the, the things the, the, that furnishes the temple was in the tabernacle. And they were brought out of the tabernacle into the temple because they belong into the house of the Lord. Are you seeing that, saints? Now, it had to be in a shadow form because a proper house of God had not yet been what? Been made in flesh. So God had to come to his people in a shadow form. Are you understanding that? So it is in the shadow where the glory of God was seen. Now, when Jesus Christ comes on earth, he says, glorify thou me with the glory I had with thee. For the glory of the Lord has filled the house of the Lord. I want you to understand how his glory, he says, I have already and I will do it again. Oh, I wish you understand. He had to do it again. Now, you, I want you to understand that there was an again. If he had done it already, which one was he referring to? The Lord Jesus Christ. Right? And he will do it again because the bride is his body. At the, oh my, at the completion of the course, it must be glorified. Are you understanding that? Now, if you read the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, it says, This, having waited patiently for the promise, could not be made perfect without us. You understand how important that is? Because the glory of the Lord will fill only the house of the Lord. That's why he said, I have glorified it. You can give it to me, my brother. I will. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Amen. Is this is it 20, 16, 26, 20, 20, 28, 23, 28, and so forth? The book of John. Now, I want you to understand that this is very important for us to understand. How God has been coming. Amen. Is it 12, all right? Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. You understand that? So the glory, the glory of the Lord had to come to the house of the Lord. So, so you must understand that when God authenticates his house, his glory must be seen in it. Amen. When the tabernacle was furnished, you will remember that saints? By Moses. The glory of the Lord, the cloud filled the house. The glory of the Lord was seen 
his presence, the glory of in a manner it was seen in the Old Testament. Alright? Even Moses could not minister. I want you to understand, even Moses could not minister. For the glory of the Lord has filled his house. Amen. <laughs> you have not heard me. Is it not really obvious? That when God really fills his house, do you understand? What happens? That God communicates. Now, we have realized that the scripture tells us how the Ark of the Covenant was made. The Ark of the Covenant was a place where with God's glory was to shine by a Shekinah glory. And it is the place sacred unto God, which was in what? In a thick darkness. <laughs> The scripture says, Behold, there shall be darkness. And I say gross darkness. So when all this kind of darkness has come, the thick, then therefore, that's when the glory of the Lord is supposed to be seen upon his people. Amen. Because God is hidden in simplicity. It was that wood that was overlaid inside and outside with gold. Because you cannot make it by yourself. It has to be him that makes you. Oh my goodness. It's him that makes you righteous. There is no one good. It is him that makes you good. You are just as a wood. Without him. And as a wood, as a mere wood without the gold, you cannot be put in such a sacred place. Now, and inside this particular Ark of the Covenant, this is the Ark of the Covenant. It means the Ark is something that uh, is a container. It's a container. Of a particular covenant. So covenant that God has with his people. And in the covenant the scripture says it was only the two tablets. Because actually the heart of man. Can I repeat that? The heart of man must only contain the word of God. God's instruction, nothing else. It must be contained within the heart of man. So that God can do what? Can shine forth within you. Because remember, you know, Paul told us already, we were talking about the five senses, Paul told us already <laughs> that you and I have no good thing. Amen. There is nothing good that can be found in you. And we're not going to argue that we already know that. So therefore, if there be any good that comes out of you, must be Christ. Righteousness is not just a behavior. <laughs> Righteousness is a person. 
Can I repeat that? Yes, Righteousness is not a behavior. You can behave righteous and not be righteous. Because righteousness is a person Amen. of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, that's why the scripture says, our righteousness is what? As a filthy wreck. Because it's not how you behave that you become. It's what you contain that makes you. It was not the holy mountain, saints, but it was the holy God upon the mountain. He says, for the place where you are standing is a holy ground. The place was not itself holy, but the holy God was upon the ground. Amen. So it made it the holy ground. So what makes you? Because God must understand that God is help. Yes, and God can help you. Amen. You can ask God to help you. And God can also be your help. Amen. I want you to understand that we said that we want to deal with the language so that we can understand God for what he's saying to us instead of trying to understand man from what God is saying because most of the time when we understand man from what God is saying we change the meaning of what God told us are you seeing that saints? so therefore what I'm bringing to you now, I want you to realize how God is hiding himself. Think about righteousness. Righteousness, he is righteousness. He is right. This person is right. And he is abundant. He, he, is, he is filled with the abundance of rights. Being right. That's why we call him righteous. He, it means he can share that which he has, and it cannot change after he shared it with you. Amen. So his righteousness in you, that's why you are called the righteousness of God, because you don't have your own. Amen. Even if you behave right, I want to repeat, does not make you righteous. If you behave or right, if you have a good behavior. So it tells us that your good behavior is not your salvation. Your salvation is a person. So you need to have the person. <laughs> oh saints, what I'm simply saying is that you have been acting out too long. And then remember that when you do good, evil is present with you. So acting out too long is not going to help you. Because it comes out of the effort of the carnality or of your flesh. It's an effort that comes out of you. So what I'm simply saying is that we have to find God dwelling. So when you find God dwelling, he's asking, where is the place that you built me? Think of it, at that time, these people had a tabernacle. They have all this, they have a tabernacle, they have their temple. But God is asking, where is the place of my rest? God is telling you that is not the place. For heaven is my throne, and so the people were looking at that and they wanted to make it the ultimate. And God must remind you every time you go into an error. So when God showed Moses the tabernacle, he said to Moses that you do according to the pattern that you have seen in heaven. 
Because they wanted to, oh my, to bring the worship of heaven. I want you to understand that. You, want, you, you bring the worship of heaven on earth. Moses was actually a mediator between God and man. <laughs> oh my. And Jesus was the mediator between God and man. Are we understanding that? But then when we bring it to our time, we realize that the mediator is only the son. Can I repeat that, saints? The reason why the scripture says in the old times, God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. It means the prophets stood in between. Can I repeat that, saints? They, now, speaking, we're talking about speaking, addressing the people, right? Stood between. We're talking about uh, God having to engage with his people. So that the prophet had to be between God and the people. Mediating. So Moses was actually a mediator. And Jesus became a true mediator. Then after that, there is no other mediator. We have only Jesus as the mediator. So the confusion, saints, <laughs> when we come to the last day, is that the prophet of the last days, who introduces the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, has a ministry that is so similar that the people would make him a mediator. Because he represented the full word, not some of it. The vessel saints. <laughs> now, that's why people are trying to, re to reject the prophet. Because they do not understand when the scripture says, Have in this last day spoken to us through his son. It is because the mediator is nobody else but the Son. I want to take you through so that you understand. That's why when we read the scripture in the book of Revelation chapter 2, it says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, Unto the angel of the church of Smyrna write, Unto the angel of the church of Pergamos write. You understand that? Tyatara, you understand? All of them, it says unto the angel, right? This is he who is this particular. And we can see who that is, is the son. Are you seeing that? The son addresses. So therefore, no prophet in the New Testament can be a mediator. <laughs> Are you understanding that? Because the mediator is the word. So, the confusion comes here. When this prophet manifests the ministry, he is given such a powerful ministry until John wanted to worship. Now, listen to what the angel says. See thou do it not, because I'm just a prophet. I'm just one of your brothers. Don't do that. He's saying, check the ministry and worship God because this is the ministry of God. 
Amen. <laughs> you say that. I don't know if you're catching me. That the ministry in the last day of Malachi 4, this ministry has restored the fullness until the overwhelming of this ministry, when God vindicated it, we could see nobody but Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing that? Amen. So therefore, the issue here is God, as he begins to reveal himself, he must reveal himself from where he is hiding himself. I want you to get there. God is hiding himself in simplicity. And now he must reveal himself and now he has to go back to the simplicity. Amen. Where he is hiding himself to reveal himself the same way. And because God is hiding himself in simplicity, then God is actually missed by many people. The manner in which he comes becomes mysterious because of its simplicity. Where he dwells becomes mysterious because of its simplicity. Think of it. He is born in a manger. <laughs> the truth is, that is the lamp of God. It reveals something. The, oh my. The simplicity of God reveals something. Where he hides himself, there is actually a revelation. Which people who are not recognized by the world would actually catch that mystery. These are odd people. These are people who are in the world but not of the world. So they begin to recognize it because as they are in the world also, they are actually not the norm of the world. They are not having a normal pattern the world is used to. These people are the God people. We call them the Messiahs. And if Jesus Christ hid himself in that way that Paul almost wanted to kill him. Amen. When he was Saul and the voice came that, that, that you, are actua- you actually want to, you are tormenting me, you are persecuting me. Hallelujah. Come on now. Amen. So Jesus hid himself again Amen. and the people could not just see it. So by the shadow, God has been hiding himself in simplicity. Something one would not actually... If you read the book of uh, uh, Exodus, you'd see how God patiently has been hiding himself in that particular bush that was burning and not consumed. Then when Moses approaches, then God begins to speak to Moses. From where, saints? Simplicity. The bush that was burning. Out of the bush... Then God spoke. Out of the fire, God spoke. And God was to address his people upon the mercy seat. So God has to use the fivefold ministry. 
again in the last days. You realize that, oh man, like I say that righteousness is a person. How important it should be that we receive the correct gospel. Oh, saints. There is something I'm trying to bring to you here. The simplicity of God. Oh, my. How that many people will miss it when it is just around them. You remember what they said, saints? I'm going to take you back to Eve. Eve, eh? But then, I want you to understand, these people say, why didn't our hearts burn? While he yet spake with us on the way. Why didn't our hearts burn? The simplicity of God. When Mary, there at the sepulchre, was crying, and Mary cried when everybody left Mary. Uh, Mary stood at the sepulchre. And said, I'm not going to live here. I just want to understand what did they do with my Lord. Somehow Mary had to cry in a way that when he went back into the sepulchre, there were two angels. One on the top, on the side of the head, and the one on the side of the feet. And he begins to ask, where did you take him? Where did you take my Lord? Then he was there outside and then he, he, he saw a person and then he thought it, this person is a gardener. And then I want you to understand that Mary was with the Lord. is one of the persons that was close with the Lord. Then Mary said to to. To this, to this gardener, according to, it, to, to her, it was just a gardener. Oh, people. How, what was he wearing? How did he look like when Mary confused him to be a gardener? A person working there at the sepulchre. He said, tell me, where did you take my Lord? Then the Lord said, Mary. In a way, the Lord said it. I don't know how he did it. But when the Lord, really, when you know him, and when he calls you, it will be a quite different story than just anybody calling your name. Then Mary recognized and when Mary recognized that the voice that spake with me, oh, saints, is my, this is my, he said, Rabboni. Ma, ma, Mary would not say Rabboni to anybody. He said, she said, Rabboni, which used to say, my master. Then, what form? How simple could he hide himself in a manner that I want you to understand? He could not use a form that was not approachable. But it was simple 
for you to catch it unless you are persistent to stay longer. That's why there are more people who want to stay, to stay longer, to be longer in the service with the Lord. So Mary saw it. Now, it's the revelation. Now, God hid himself in a simplicity. Now, as a gardener. Now, these are the forms. Now, in the beginning, saints, Eve was right here. Eve lived in the realms of faith until Eve was challenged. And what challenged Eve saints is the error. So don't take the error lightly because the error is a person also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the error is also a person. Just like righteousness is a person, the error is a person. And the error is the devil. Error brings sickness. Amen. Error brings diseases. The error is the devil. God understands the error as the devil. Now when we talk the spirit of error, now you understand that the scriptures too speak of the spirit of error. The spirit is a life of a thing. So, error as a person has got life. That he actually injects in people. It is called an unholy spirit. Which the devil also plants. It's a spirit of error. Then you realize when that spirit is in you, his works are manifest because what he does, he only presses the tendencies of the flesh. Amen. So that they supersede the will of the spirit. That's what he does. All he needs is your flesh responding to him. So when you understand that you should represent God as the Ark of the Covenant. That's how you should represent God. Oh, hallelujah. You, you, you must understand that God dwells where God was in the home. There was the outer court there. There was the holy place and there was the oracles. When we go into the oracle, we go into where God, the Ark of the Covenant would be put, and then God would come. When the Ark of the Covenant is in his place, then God would really come there and manifest himself, and God would minister to the people. He said he had built a house for an habitation. That is Solomon. And the king turned his face, verse 3, and blessed the whole congregation of Israel. And all the congregation of Israel stood. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who hath with his hands fulfilled that which he spake with his mouth to my father, David, saying, Since the day that I brought forth 
my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city among all the tribes of Israel to build a house in, that my name might be there. You remember, I, I quoted a scripture where he says, I have both glorified the name. That my name might be there. Neither chose I any man to be a ruler over my people Israel. Amen. This is what God said. Alright? He said he chose no city. Alright? But I have chosen Jerusalem that my name might be there. And have chosen David to be over my people Israel. <laughs> now it was in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of the Lord, God of Israel. So you see the intent? That's why Jesus said, I will build my house. Now I want to go back. I want to go back a little. He said he chose what? Jerusalem. Amen. Now you remember the topic of the Lord Jesus Christ and the woman at the well. Amen. Remember what he said? Neither shall the mountain be, Hallelujah. nor Jerusalem. Amen. <laughs> Where the Lord is worshipped. But the Lord shall be worshipped in spirit and in truth. I want you to see the move of how God moves into his house. Because he says, <laughs> the time shall come and now is. What was he referring to? Because at the time the Lord Jesus Christ was the house of God. Amen. It was where God was hiding in simplicity. Amen. But God also revealing himself in the same way. Because Amen. Amen. that's how the scriptures were revealed. So if you did not see the Lord at the time, as God was hiding in him, then therefore you would not find the revelation of who he is and where he is or where he dwells. It was not finding where Jesus dwells, but was to find where God dwells. Amen. Amen. <laughs> the glory of the Lord fills the house of God. It should be clear that matter. That he would not fill any house that is not belonging to him. He will fill his own house. But there must be the ark in <laughs> his place. The ark must be brought back to his place. So positionally placed. So that God may dwell. Now I want you to understand that in the last day, that God again has put the ark Positionally. Amen. Amen. And again, in the last day will be the only time where we shall not all sleep. You, you get in that scene. 
Because now the ark has been now returned to his place, restored to his place. Now the third pool is the ark being restored to his place. And what is the third pool is the revelation of the seven seals which contained the seven thunders of Revelation 10. Amen. Amen. That brings the ark to his place. <laughs> oh, saints, you don't get that. Do you realize that the worship that continues when the work is not restored? Are you in there? That's the most dangerous worship. They worship, but they know not what. Because the ark is not restored. Now, the promise in the book of Revelation of the overcomer is that manna also shall be given. Amen. You see, manna was taken when the ark or dissolved and then perished when the ark was taken by the Gentiles. And the rod also. Amen. Are you seeing that, saints? But, but only the the, the tablets of stone that Moses wrote, amen, was in there amen. when he commanded the people of Israel. But now the Lord said, I will give you the white stone and in the white stone a new name. Now, and I will also give you the hidden manna, which reflects what saints, oh my, the rhema God. Speaking to you in the time of need. Amen. Amen. When the word of God that is in you becomes the word of God that you speak. Amen. So, so, so it must come a time that you and I speak and say, At my word, it shall not rain. Now, he didn't say at the word of God. I want you to understand that the word in him yes, is the word he spake. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to understand that. The scripture says in the book of Revelation to put it, make, make it easy. He says, and the spirit and the bride say, come. So it is the book that tells us because he could discern that it is not the voice of the bride. It is the voice of the Holy Spirit in the bride. So it is the spirit and the bride. But the voice of the bride was the voice of the spirit. So you can't, you can't say, you need to understand how simple the bride is and yet how powerful God is in him. So you need to catch, to catch it, catch the vision, who you are. Because in the shadow God displayed it. So that his glory may be in his house. So if you know that your body is the temple. Then you begin to realize that the house again is revealed. Where God would minister. So that the voice of God may be heard through the lips of man. Now think of it what he says. He says that his voice, as he spake, it was the voice of many waters. You need to understand that Christ now speaks like he spoke in the book of Acts. Amen. Where he speaks 
from many tongues of men and could be heard that how could this be Galileans how do we hear them in the in our own tongue where we were born and in the last day when God begins to speak through the third pole ministry that is manifested amidst that group that can take the word of God and hand it there you understand that God speaks Hallelujah. their ministry is the ministry of the two is exactly the same ministry of the two olive trees if, 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 you, if you oh my if you understand because the scriptures the prophet says they shall slice and cut they shall uh, 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 call the flies and uh, whatever they do it shall happen Amen. it is the word of God in their mouth that's what the Lord is saying. So, saints, this is where we are going. Hallelujah. But the word of God, you need to recognize who you are so that you can become. Because you can only possess what you know. The scripture speaks of the knowledge of God. The knowledge of his son. You have to know it must come and be a divine revelation to you. And that which you know by the divine revelation you possess. Amen. If you know, if you, if you have a house and you don't know you have it, it will not be occupied. Amen. Even by you. Yeah. You have it, yet you don't know you have it. You don't know. You can only possess it when you know you have it. Amen. You understand that what you know you possess. But you have to have it by the knowledge of revelation. That's when you will have it. So therefore, God in simplicity. Saints is not going to change. When he revealed the seventh seal, it was God in simplicity with Abraham. So therefore be careful of the spirit of error. Because that's what he does. Error is a person and cannot be tolerated in the message. Do you understand that many people <laughs> who are now the ex-message believers, most of them, some of them may have been dedicated by Brother Brennan. Regardless of what anybody says, the word holds the truth and it cannot change. And, and the, its simplicity is in a manner in which you think, oh my, it is finished. Can, you, can we imagine when Mussolini and Stalin and Hitler were persecuting the, the, the people of God, you would actually believe that it is finished with Israel. But there was an angel that spake a pause. So how can people in the message think they can by their own effort protect the message? God has got four cherubims to protect the message. And God released it. No man can speak for the message. God himself is responsible for what he says. Because every Everything that 
uh, entails the message or contains the message, it is God's name on it. Because him vindicating Brother Brennan, he took responsibility that this is my servant. Like he told a man about Abraham. He said, see now you do not touch the wife of my servant, the wife of my prophet. So when God appeared to Abraham, it was in simplicity. As though he was just passing by. A pilgrim, a man who's on a journey. Then it had to take the relationship of the word with Abraham to say, but this people have traveled a long way. Oh Lord, oh Lord. Do you understand that those disciples have Jesus made as if he was passing just like he did with Abraham. And they had the heart, the same kind of a mind that was in Abraham. Who said, it is already late, please come in with us. There is somehow a particular revelation that goes with it. Because with your own wisdom and intelligence, you can't really fathom this simplicity. Because Amen. Amen. in the manner in which he's hiding, I tell you, that's where the revelation is. So when the prophet says God hides himself in this and he reveals himself the same way, it means the revelation is actually in the simplicity where God is hiding. Amen. That's where the revelation is. <laughs> Let me just show you. The revelation was in the simplicity of how he came. Because the scripture spoke of it. But the manner in which they were expecting it to be was not revelation. It was the interpretation of their human intelligence. Their logic gave them interpretation of what the word says. But when the word was manifested, it was simple. It was simplicity. Can you imagine? After he died, then they say, surely he was the son of God. So what do you do with it? Because he's dead now. What are you going to do with it? It's too late. You have to know that the simplicity is found now. It would be too late when you say truly or surely he was. Because then, then the simplicity shall be made <laughs> vivid. Everyone would know it would not be just as simple as it is. Oh, but this guy was just with us here. Yeah, you know, we didn't actually take him to, you know, we, we didn't actually think of him that much. But God was hiding. God was hiding. That's why we need to understand the spirit of humility is very important to the pride of the Lord Jesus Christ. He hides himself in simplicity. And he says he reveals himself the same way. But I want you to understand that hidden 
simplicity is the very revelation. Can you imagine, he said, this generation is seeking for a sign. And it shall not find the sign without the sign of the prophet Jonah, who has been in the, in the belly of the sheep, of, 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 or rather of a fish, three days and three nights. That was the revelation. Are you getting that? That was the revelation. That, that, that's how he put it. He says, destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. And then their logic told them what he was not saying. Their simplicity was that the temple was right there among them. And then they were not aware that they were going to try to destroy it. And yet it shall rise. It takes simplicity. It's simple as that. In the time of Lord, that happened. In the time of Noah, the simplicity of God did the same way. No wonder when Jesus was on earth, the simplicity also blinded the eyes of many. It is the simplicity of God that is actually the revelation of God. When men said we have found him, that the scripture spoke about. And yet the people who had the scroll thought this is not the man. The man who healed you is a sinner. What happened because these people were waiting for the Messiah. What happened with them when they saw a sinner? It is the simplicity of the revelation. It was simple. It was not something big. But you know what? In simplicity, there's always the glory of God. There's a way God would actually fill that particular house with his glory. There's always a way. That's what I want us to see. That, that we cannot just be happy if the glory of the Lord is not Feeling the house of God. Amen. Amen. You must be in a state where His glory has filled His house. Where you realize that your worship is God's worship. Your praying is God's praying. Your praise is God's praise. Everything now it becomes God in simplicity. He does it and somebody does not think it is God. But he actually has fulfilled the scripture. Yeah. <laughs> it is in the fulfilling of the scripture where God hides himself because he does it in simplicity. That's the revelation. Amen. Because as he does it, only few people catches it. The prophet says about four people that actually caught it when Jesus was born. The rest of the people couldn't catch it. It is the simplicity. But think of a person that looks at the child and say, Now, Lord, your servant can rest in peace. For my eyes have seen the glory, the Messiah. 
Hallelujah. It is the glory of the Lord. His presence must fill his house. Usunzi, tabayore, etaholas hasile, etasamurena nkunyamurena. I want to put it away, bombe bayaratate, etaholas hakamona. Hasile, eta nkunyamurena. The glory of the Lord will fill his house. So if you don't if you don't experience his glory, check who resides the house. Just try to find who is actually there. Who is actually renting there? Or who actually has bought this property? Because his glory will fill his house. It's in simplicity. Let's let me just do this uh, quickly. We will, we will we will just get to it because I want to show. Uh, we will take it even to the five senses and show you how it is, but not today because of time. Let's, let me just, I just have two quotes that I want to read. Um, I think they will, uh, I trust that they will bless you. Amen. I still trust that they will bless you. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Amen. You have it, my brother? You have it, the first one? Amen. Study from this uh, paragraph 54. And um, the reason why I want us to start on this one day is actually something that I want to, to stress what the, what the prophet is actually saying. Let me just read quickly, because our time is, is up. This subject is, is very important, saints. Saints, on our journey, journey home. We are on our journey home. The word of God begins to transform you. You need to know who you are. You need to know how God works, how He speaks. Your 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 your, your ways. You need to really empty your ways. Feel. Ask Him to fill you with His way. Amen. And the world seems to be in the most evil age that ever was. Never in any age did women ever act like that. Never but just before the destruction of the Andalusian world. And Jesus referred uh, to it. We'll get to that after a while. Has God lost control? Or is he just permitting another agency to control? I wonder. The true answer to this question is, to my opinion, there is two opposing spirits in the world today at work. Now, there can be no more than two. Two heads. And the one of them is the Holy Spirit at work. Are you getting that sense? The other one is the spirit of the devil and in the last days, in deception. Saints, understand, error is a person. That's terrible. How did Eve fail by him? Because of an error. If the, the word not was not put there, Eve would not be deceived. Are you understanding that? So how do you allow so much of deception on that and believe it and say amen to it on a pulpit? Saints, be careful. Listen to this. Amen. Now, I'm going to base my thoughts right on here for the rest of the text. The rest of our, our message. The two spirits. One of them, God's Holy Spirit. The other one, 
the devil spirit working in deception. The people of the earth are now making their choice. The Holy Spirit is here calling out the bride for Christ, right? He is doing it by vindicating his word of promise to her. By doing what? Vindicating the word of promise. Now, we need to understand these things. What are the words of promise vindicated in our time? As we are taking the subject, we are coming on, the, on all those things. So that would be actually very wonderful for us to hear what, what the Lord is, is about to help us uh, to understand. Now, for this age, showing that it is Christ, if the finger is supposed to move in this age, the finger will move. How did you get there? If the food is supposed to move in this age, the food will move. If the eyes is to see in this age, the eye will see. See, the Spirit of God, as it groweth into the full stature of God, is the age that we are now living in. The Holy Spirit is here vindicating the message of the hour. Amen. You see that, saints? And the Holy Spirit is doing this so that the people that believe God will be called out of this chaos. The devil's unholy spirit is here calling his church. Now listen, church. Is calling his church by what? The error. As usual, by perversion of the word of God. Like he did at the beginning. See, it's coming right back to that seed time again from Eden. Here it is again. We are at the seed time again, saints, where the seed has become or is becoming the seed again. Are we getting it now? Amen. Let's read another quote. <laughs> Do you see what the devil, the, the spirit of the devil is what? Is the spirit of error. You seen that? Amen. How is he doing so? If it is the spirit of error, now it is the life of error. If you want to receive the, 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 the life of error, it is the, by the spirit of error, meaning that you have received death in you. Amen. The spoken word is the original seed. I just want to read this quickly. 157. Now remember. I told you last Sunday and drawed uh, 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 it out here for you. These five senses that enters the seed from the outside, see, taste, feel, smell here. Five on the inside, conscience and so forth, right? Memory, affection, uh, you, you name them, since you remember them. Now, on the life side, there is only one. On the left side, there's only one. That you are on the basis of the free moral agency to accept, take in, or let out. See? That's how adultery. Now, the prophet is going to show us by adultery how this happened. So, this is very important. I wish I could just stop it quickly now. Okay. Uh, you will share it, say, my brother. Eh? So, let me just read quickly here. And then I will just close in prayer because I know it will just be go. That's how adultery is committed spiritually when you know knowing better by the word of god but the intercourse of the mind take in a lie of the devil against the word of god are you seeing it saints? 
That's exactly what Eve done with a spiritual intercourse. First, that by come by believing Satan's lie into the womb of the mind, that polluted her soul, set death in the soul. Then the natural act taking place. You understand, saints? And that's the only way that a woman ever can commit adultery against her husband is to first let some men talk her into it and then receive another man that's not her husband. Then she's committed adultery. And when the bride of Jesus Christ lets man-made creeds and dogmas take the place of the word of God, she is committing adultery. Did not Jesus say, whosoever looketh upon the woman has committed adultery with her already in his heart? Looketh upon a woman to lust after her. Has committed adultery already with her already. Why? She let it come into his mind. That's the womb that starts the things moving. Satan come in. How does he come in? I wanted to show you how he comes in. So how does God come in? In truth, in simplicity. So ensure that you don't allow the devil in the house of God. Because that's what he desires. You better guard it. Guard it, guard it. Oh, hallelujah. That's why the elders were called. Everybody were called. Everybody had to take their, pos- their position. When the ark, what was called to the house of God. So God had to restore everything. Restitution of all things had to take place. Everything had to be put into place. Why? Because the ark of God in the last day must return in the house of God. And God has made a provision by sending as a messenger. You can stand to your feet, saints. So, saints, I want you to read the, 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 that quotation. At least I, I actually quoted it longer. My brother will share it with us. Just read further, you will understand how and where God is actually taking us. If you realize, saints, we are changing from glory to glory, is changing us. We're going home soon, I tell you. Soon we'll be going home, I tell you. That, that's nothing but the truth. We're going home soon. The Lord bless you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the word. We ask you, Lord, to take all the separated uh, words that has been spoken here, Lord. Bring them together to form a true understanding in a believer that has heard it, Lord. And Lord, protect it that it may produce fruits, a good harvest for you, that it may bring transformation to the hearer. That now you are calling us, Lord, to a high calling. You are drawing us to a high calling, Lord. Where we begin to deal with your house as your house. Where we begin to see the flesh as flesh and the spirit as spirit. So Lord, we surrender ourselves to you today and we ask you, Lord, to take charge and take your place in every heart. We ask this message, Lord, for we believe in you. And we ask you to protect us from the evil one every day, Lord. So that we may actually present you and present you well and properly in this whole world to see. If they need to see somebody, Lord, make me the vessel.
that they can look at and see Jesus. I surrender myself to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.